welcome to episode one of Webway Radio. I'm Kurt. I'm Shane. And we're going to talk about some 40K stuff today. Well, and 30K. And all things Warhammer, really. So would you like to kick it off with a little hobby progress? Sure, since uh, your hobby progress list is quite a bit longer than mine. So I got these Horus Heresy bookends and painted them up, or at least painted one of them up, uh, using uh, the Pro Acryl paints that I got from Kurt here. Nice enough to let me borrow them. No problem. They are pretty awesome, actually. I got, I went with white for the first one, like this, uh, the original Horus Looper Cow armor set, even though this Horus is the fallen Horus. There's two bookends. I didn't want to paint them both identical. Understandable. So I painted the one guy white. The next one, which I haven't started on yet, is going to be the fallen Horus. That's that. Full black armor, I assume. Yes, full black armor. I have like 13, 14 shades of black. So if you need some help with that, uh, I've become quite good at painting it. Uh, Let me know. (laughs) Gotcha. One of the things I did with this one was I, first of all, I tried the Pro Acryl. I used your ivory paint. I didn't want it to be a plain white. I'm supposed to do the highlights and stuff on them. And I just, I can't bring myself to do it because I've tried to highlight the face and stuff and it's not working for me. I keep having to redo it. However, I do think he's looking pretty good, but again, he's not highlighted and I'm just, I've spent so much time on him. And every time I've went to highlight, I've had to repaint whatever it was I went to highlight on this model, which isn't normal. Normally there's a lot of sharp edges and stuff to highlight on a space Marine or something. It's super easy to do a basic tabletop ready highlight i can't even do the tabletop ready highlight on this guy because it seems like i don't know if it's the scale or what but it seems like the highlights just ruin the look have you painted anything uh at the scale it's what 54 or 72 millimeters i have no idea what the scale is but it's huge and maybe it just it's more rounded harder to pull off i i'm not sure i would assume so I, I, i don't know or maybe just the fact that it's so big that when you highlight that spot, that it's like highlight an eyebrow on a 28 mil model. You're just barely putting a little touch of paint on the tip of the nose or right. the eyebrow yeah, this, or whatever. This is like a centimeter long. Yeah, this is like, know. it doesn't look big, but then when you go to paint it, it's like, wow, that's that's out there. So I might have to do, instead of doing the, the GW three color system, it might be more like use the one color and then go 50-50 with the base color and the second highlight cover color instead of going... From one to the other, just kind of slowly transition. One of the groups I'm in, um, I talked to them about that on there, and they mentioned glazing so that the transitions wouldn't be so harsh. I might try that. So I also assembled Bellacor, but I haven't uh now, is, he, laid is he fully down. assembled? He is fully assembled. Okay, I haven't seen pictures since the base, maybe? You, you finished the base? I, well, I, I don't finished know. the base after I finished assembling him. Oh, see, I didn't I didn't know that. So I haven't seen I, full Bellacor then. I, I assembled the plastic portion of the base. Then I assembled the plastic Bellacore model. I have not put the wings on because I'm not going to until I paint it. But good, then I good strategy. Then I added some basing material around the edge of the base because the base the base the hero rock is not the same size as the base. So it was just gonna be plain black base, so I had to add some material to it to kind of blend it in. So is he on a rock and the base? Or how I haven't paid that close He's attention on a staircase. To it. Okay. A rock staircase with lava pouring out of it and skulls everywhere. And standing on a corpse. Wow. Well, no, he's not standing on a, on a corpse. He's like sucking the soul out of a corpse that's at his feet. That's impressive. It's it's pretty. I remember sick. seeing it when it came out and being like, wow, that's an amazing model. And then I haven't looked at it since. So He's, he's gorgeous. Let's see. I've also ordered some vampires from months ago that have just come in. The Warhammer Underworld vampire kit. Right. 
because I don't like the Vampire Lord model that came out with the Soul Black Grave Lords release, even though I bought it. Now, is that the vampire coming out of the bat thing, or is that somebody else? I don't know what you speak of. So there's there's the Vampire Lord that came out with Soul Blight. Okay. That has the hair with the essentially bat braid clips holding their hair up. That's the Vampire Lord that came out with that release. But before that, the Crimson Court came out, which I think is four vampires. Oh, okay, yes. I, I do remember when and that came out. that's for Warhammer Underworlds. Yes. But essentially, I think three of the four models look like vampire, like it counts as vampire lords. And one of them is a dude with a big two-handed weapon that looks beastly and awesome. And then the other one is the leader of it is your typical regal-looking vampire. I probably use one of those guys as my vampire lord, but they just come in. They've been on back order for months. Wow. I ordered them from my local store before the Soul Black Grave Lord is released. So this has been May? I got the message today that they had arrived. And the same store. Got the Warhammer Day Vampire in without Very me even cool. ordering it. He just messaged me. He's like, hey, do you want this? And I'm like, yes, I do. So now I have five vampires to pick up on uh, on Friday. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's awesome. Do you want to plug the store since we're here? Yeah, Everscape in Manchester, Tennessee. The last thing I wanted to mention for my hobby progress was I've been wanting to convert to, the, to a different paint set than GW, just something with dropper bottles. Tried the Pro Acryl paints. And one thing that I did not notice until I used the black of the Pro Acryl is you can really tell the difference in the finishes. Yes. Like the GW black, people would always, I would hear people talk about other podcasts like this is a satin finish. And I'm like, it's black. Black's black is black. black. Yeah, black no. is black. Apparently black is not black. No. As a guy with like 15 shades of black, black is not black. Pro Acryl Black is black. GW Black is not black. And I, I think they, they've got two blacks, right? Incubi Darkness and Abaddon Black or Abaddon Black, depending on where you're Incubi at. Incubi Darkness is a purple tint. Oh, I was going to say, it, it comes down to, is it a blue tinted or a purple tinted? So oh. I guess this is just... I think the, the Abaddon Black is, is black, but okay. it's not black. Heard somebody else talking about it, but I, I couldn't tell you which one is. Now their mechanic is standard gray, is not a gray, it's a blue tinted gray. Yes, but fantastic you, color. But the highlight colors for the gray, there's like three different paths you can take, and one of them is a neutral gray, and the other one is yeah. still the blue tint, and then there's another one, isn't there? There's so many, I can't keep track they, of them. They have a, yeah, and I, I don't have them all, so it's hard to know the colors that I don't own. Uh, that's that's all I've got for my uh, my hobby progress, my friend. What do you got going on? Oh, well, um, as you know, last time we sat down and, and did episode zero, um, I was coming down with COVID. It took a few days to get sick enough to get tested, but I had a week and a half off. After a few days, I didn't feel that bad, so I got a lot of hobbying done. One of the things I finally sat down and, and worked on was I put a unit of Drakari Hellions together and painted them. The Drakari themselves, they all have a, it's, it's P3's Mercedes blue. It's kind of the color that unites the whole army. Every model has some of it in it somewhere. And on these guys, I decided to paint the jet bikes, uh, that particular shade. I like it. I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like it's too flat. The surfaces are too flat. I've got to do something to break it up. 90% done, I guess. That's what we'll call it. I never 100% complete a model. I just get to a point where I don't want to work on it anymore. Yep. Matt, Matt, seal it and just call it a day. I get that. And on that same day, man, that was a productive day. I painted from like 8 a.m. until 3.30 when I had to pick the kids up. I painted a unit of Drakari Scourges. 
scourge. I don't know if it's plural. I'm not an English major. Somebody can correct me. And I basically spent the entire day figuring out how to paint leather uh, for two of the models. And the other three, I went with the purple to white gradient on the wings that I did on the original test model. Of course, that's the day my SOTAR 2020 decided to completely fail on me. So I had to use a different airbrush. I used my Badger Chrome. So it wasn't as detailed. The transition isn't as smooth for the most part. I'm happy with it. I'm not going to spend another five hours trying to, to paint over that. This guy over here with backup airbrushes. <laughs> I've just got I've just got my OG original airbrush <laughs> that I purchased. That's it. I've still got my master airbrush that came with the set I bought originally. That's, that's what I shoot all my matte finishes and stuff with because I'm not putting those through a badger. I do need to send that 2020 off just because uh, I've, I've done everything I can to it. I've cleaned it short of putting it in a ultrasonic cleaner for a day. I don't know what else I can do. So I'm going to pay the $20, send it to Badger, and they will fix it and send it back. And the box is right there. Something else I've done, I, I bought a little paint rack for all my Vallejo paints, um, and I've kind of ordered them in a rainbow gradient. Um, so I've got the entire game airline. I bought the rest of the game airline line the only color i'm missing is alien purple is that bothering you so much missing one color like i don't know yeah uh, <laughs> we went through atlanta two weeks ago i guess and we stopped at this massive hobby town in kennesaw georgia and they've got every line of paint everything every hobby tool you can imagine it's like thirty thousand square feet of a hobby town wow it's amazing and the one color they didn't have of the game airline <laughs> alien purple <laughs> That's terrible. But the whole reason for that trip was to pick up a couple of the Detoff cases. Uh, so as uh, as you can see, I've got one of those behind you, and it's amazing, and I love it. And I've already filled one, and have to put the second one together now. I kind of I kind of want a couple myself now, but I don't have any room for them. I can't think of the company name off the top of my head, and I didn't have time to look it up this morning. But do you know it is the white hobby desk organizers from Poland that you can buy? You can buy like the corner piece and the straight piece, and they've got the. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. What it, the name it seems it is. like everybody on YouTube has them now, and I I don't know what they're called. I looked at them; it's incredibly expensive, but I kind of want it. Yeah, they're um, they're, they're pretty sexy. Yeah. I think it would be a worthwhile investment. It checks a lot of the boxes that I would want in a hobby station. And uh, the trip to Ikea didn't help either because now I've completely redesigned this room in my head. And I need to take a box truck down there and just buy <laughs> everything. New shelves, <laughs> new desks, new organizers, new... So, slow down now. I know, I know. As far as hobby progress goes, that's, that's all I've got. I did help my wife magnetize a lot of her Eldar stuff during the COVID vacation because we had a week here without the kids, which was fantastic. They had already had it, so they got to go back to school while we were quarantined. Yeah, just a lot of a lot of magnetizing, a lot of painting, a lot of experimenting. You know, it was, it was really interesting to spend like three or four hours just figuring out doing a gradient on, on wings. That was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, cool. Cool. Yes. I am going to be looking at purchasing some dreadnoughts, and I believe I'm going to buy all the weapons so I can magnetize them. Which which dreadnoughts? The Contemptor and Redemptor. Is that correct? The Redemptor is the big new Primaris one. He's beautiful. Okay, no. He has... Uh, you're thinking Leviathan, the round yes, one. Yes, Leviathan. Now, is there a... I assume these are for Blood Angels? No. No. Oh, Black go Legion. on. Okay. So are you just going to get the standard, like, non-Legion-specific Contemptor? Or are you going to get, like, the... Maybe one of the World Eaters and one of the whatever? I was going to try planning? to get the Sons of Horus. 
Oh, I see. I, I don't know what he looks like off the top of my head. Don't I don't I don't either. All right then. I don't know if they even have one because some some legions still don't have all. No, the it models. has it has one. I, I saw Do the they? listing, but I did not see the image. Interesting. I did not know that they were that different. I just figured it was like a decal transfer set or something that would be different. Oh no, it's it's entirely sculpted, completely different. I did um, not have any idea of that. It's good to know. I no. may may make a different decision now. Oh, word bears. I might get a word bears one. Oh my god, at that detail. Look at that. Wow. Yeah, I'm probably going to get one of each. <laughs> Word bears. All the contemptors. <laughs> <laughs> Sons of Force. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. I didn't know White Scars had one. So what is the, uh, this is the contemptor. What does the Leviathan look like? Uh, like I said, he's the really round guy. I think he's the one I'm thinking of that I, I had in my head. I don't know. I, I think maybe it's the Leviathan that doesn't have all the options. Yeah, it didn't have, one of the two did not have nearly as many options. Right, so there's only a handful of Leviathans. So you got White Scars, the standard one, Dark Angels, and then Night Lords. Just the standard one, it looks like. Right, and that's that's whatever. Granted, you could take a one of the other ones and convert the list it I was up, looking at had two of one and one of the other. Okay. I just don't remember which was which. And this is for your Black Legion. Right? Yes. Okay. I don't I don't know how Leviathans play in 40k. I've never fielded or fought one. I don't know which one it was, and it's not the Leviathan the, is the go to weapon. But there was one that has a conversion beam on it. Those things are rough. That that'd be so the tempter. It's not in my list to have the conversion beam. It's in but I want world. you to know. <laughs> <laughs> that we're playing with the conversion beam because okay. it sounds like the most badass weapon ever. Uh, I believe Wesley, our friend that plays Death Guard, he likes to feel those. And I think the further away you are, it does much more damage. Yes, it one, there's three ranges. It goes up a strength for each section. Right. Yeah, so being Raven Guard and Sneaky, he's always shooting me at like 36 plus inches, and it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to, to seeing those on the table one day. Yes, one day. <laughs> Um, let's see. So that does it for hobby progress. Is that right? It is. Yeah. Would you like to talk games played, sir? I would. And there's a note list that I made when we played that game. And I don't know where that piece of paper is. So games played, we, uh, played our first game of 30 K. Well, Kurt's second, but our first game of 30 K. Technically, I have played many, many, many games of that edition. Just technically my second game of 30 K. And some other things I thought was pretty interesting. Well, uh, let's talk about what we played first. So I, I played my Raven Guard Force that I've had for years and have never fielded. And you fielded some of your Black Legion army just kind of a standard. Yeah, it counts as. Uh, just to try it out before you commit to a ton of very expensive models. Yes. I went with the Sons of Horus list. And one thing I realized very early on in this game is that I had brought scissors to go against rock. And that's not going to work. Do tell. Uh, so, so what was the problem? How about that? So you had a unit on the field that was immune to anything I could throw at it because uh, of the 7th edition rules. And by unit, you mean a Contemptor Dreadnought with yeah. a front-facing armor of 13, I think? Yes. So I did not have anything with enough strength to breach its armor. So he was just an invincible Iron Man walking across the field. So the game did not last very long. We played two turns, and it wasn't really a game so much as it it was a, let's just show you the mechanics. How did 40K used to play? Uh, you know, moving was different. As you know, it took five minutes at one point to look up how far a certain unit could move because... Because we got used to it being on the data sheet. Everything on the data and sheet. And it's not on the data sheet. Yeah. Thankfully, you know, and eventually I found the 13-page quick reference that we printed out... <laughs> 13-page Years ago. Um, and it actually just lists, like, vehicles this, skimmers are this, jump pack is this, and that, that would have saved some time, but... I just want to clarify that that quick reference, quick, 
reference was 13 pages. I think it was nine. But yeah, it's literally longer than the basic rules of 40K. Quick referencing 7th edition. That's insane. All right, so so what are some more thoughts you had about the game and how it played? So the, the game seems like because of the paper, rock, scissors nature of the way certain units work against each other and the armor facings, that it adds a much more depth to the game as far as a strategy on how to approach list building and how to approach unit placement on the battlefield. In 8th edition, those things are still important. You know, you're still going to, oh, this vehicle has way more wounds and is going to be harder to wound for my infantry who don't have the right equipment, but they can wound it in a pinch. If I have enough firepower, I can overcome my lack of strength. Right, your intercessors might be able to put two wounds on a land raider. Versus, oh God, please get out of range so he can't shoot me or charge or me. Or my 200 orc boys can kill this vehicle in a couple of turns. And the vehicle doesn't have the firepower to wipe out the infantry. So you can still use a swarm to overwhelm, which seems reasonable. But in 7th edition, it's a little bit more like chess in the fact that certain things can and can't. Well, I guess chess, everything can take everything. So that's not a good analogy. However, we know what you mean. The paper, rock, scissors, where certain things are just straight up immune to certain other uh, abilities that don't have the strength to pierce their armor. And I, I really enjoyed that. I really liked it. But it has some benefits. Yes. The cons is the amount of time and extra memorization it takes because 7th edition essentially has the same structure as 8th edition, but with extra stuff added on. If you have trouble remembering the rules for 8th edition which our hobby group definitely does. Seventh edition is not even remotely possible for some of the people in our group. Uh, of course. And and again, I it's a system that I played for years and years and years. So I, you know, I knew it front and back. You know, I forgot a lot of it in the last couple of years since eighth happened and they completely revamped the rules. Um, but it was just like it was, you know, eighth is or ninth is for us now, you know, for us back then. So it wasn't as big a deal. So what are some other thoughts you, you had just, you know, talking as to a, a newbie that just kind of tried it. All right, well, the game itself, the game itself, like I said, I liked and didn't like the rock, paper, scissors at the same time. But I feel like I would want to keep it instead of eliminate it. Had you known, and, and you know, obviously I didn't feel the contemptor just to like destroy you. I just wanted you to see like armor um, and how that kind of works and armor piercing and things like that. But had you known, oh, maybe I should take a melt gun or something. I, well, like I didn't even put weapons on my rhino right. because I didn't understand how to build the list. And, and that's, you know... It, it, I'm not at all salty about how the game played or about my lack of bringing or not bringing anything with me. Sure. I just like the fact that you did bring that. Otherwise, I would not have been aware of that huge difference. I, I do. I, like I said, I like it. It's just that it adds an extra layer of complexity uh, to the game that's hard to remember so much different stuff because like the, the AP is a very different thing too. Those charts. <laughs> you know, there's so many, so many more charts that aren't as easy to just like the chart, the charts in eighth edition, I can visualize in my mind very simply. And I'm sure after enough games of seventh, I'd be able to do the same thing, but it doesn't seem as intuitive. I will say though, I never memorized the weapon skill and strength versus toughness. It was just too much. So that's why we always had like a big printed, like laminated, like here's your two charts you need. Because it, it's just ridiculous. Let's see. What else do I have on my notes here that are relevant to the actual game we played? Because I have a lot of notes oh, yes. that are really hey, about the concept of the it. game. Worst case, we cut it out, right? Right. <laughs> see, we've talked about the facings that I did like. The fact that your tank can get stuck is stupid. It's a yes. tank. Uh-huh. Now, at the same time, I did recently watch a video on YouTube of a World War II 
tank test where they were testing tanks going from sand to concrete. And the size of the wall that makes a tank get stuck is actually not very big. 18 to 24 inches, maybe? I mean, yeah. it, was, it was, I saw the video too. Uh, <laughs> interesting, to say the least. So it makes it, like, you can see where GW was going. They were going for some realism there. And so it does make sense. But also, the person driving the tank isn't going to drive it over something that he can get stuck on. Unless you're trying to tell me that he's a rookie. These are immortal space marines. Yeah. No, no, I, I get it. There's there's things I like and things I don't like. And I always thought it was so dumb. I, I used to play with a guy that had a trench board. Every time you'd go over the trench, which was maybe 15% of the size of the tank. So I, if I roll a six, I'm just stuck. Everybody has to get out and walk. Yeah, I do feel like some rules in all of 40, all of Warhammer should not be a D6. Because everything should not have a 17% chance. I would be very interested to see, you know, use a D12 or even a D20. And, and just to see what, what that would like look if like. If you want to use your combinations of D6s for the hit, wounds, and saves, that's fine. But some things, like, does this thing explode? Some of the unique rules that don't come up every single turn. Maybe a D20, maybe a D12. A little bit more granularity there. So let's talk about... 30k as a whole, like getting into the game. The things I don't like is how expensive these books are. Yes. And the fact that you need three just to play a Marine Army. With 40k proper, you still need a lot of books. And it's still too much too many books. Period. But they're like forty to sixty dollars a piece, which is too expensive. Of and course. the Horace Heresy books are a hundred dollars. And can you uh, go over this paperback book that just came out again? It's price comparison and what's not in it compared to the version that it's copying. I, I don't have hard facts with that. Um, I don't know what it is or isn't missing. Um, but I do believe there's some cut information out of it. And let's just see here. So yeah, it's a, it's $131 for the hardback and 70 for the softback. So while it's thirty, that's more expensive than I thought it was. For the hardbacks, yes, the softbacks are a lot more reasonable than I remember. Um, but I I do believe, and and maybe you know this is just me thinking, but I I think it's missing some stuff. No, it's it's three hundred and twelve pages, so it's it's full maybe. size. The last thing that I want to complain about, of course, is the list building. <laughs> Let me explain why I want to complain okay. about the list building. Okay. First of all, I haven't read the rules on list building. That that might help. That would help a lot. <laughs> but I've played Star Wars Legion. Mm-hmm. I've played Kill Team. Mm-hmm. I've played 40K. I've played, now I've played 30K. And there's at least a couple more that I've played that I can't think of off the top of my head. And every single one of them, it was pretty simple to get 75% of the concept of what's going on with your list building when you go to, to do it. Sure. So I don't know if this is because the community isn't as supportive of Horse Heresy as they are for 40K in the Battlescribe app. But I was getting errors where it would say, oh. you have too many selections of this. So I would remove the selections to none, and it would say you need one. And then I went down and I selected one of those things, and it said you have too many selections of this. So I, I couldn't figure out how to make my errors go away in Battlescribe when I was building the list. And so that's just the stuff that's trying to help you with the list building. Could it be a battle scribe problem? It could be more or more so than just a, a list building it problem. Absolutely could okay. be. Because I'm sure That's if we sat down and just went through it and like did it on paper, it, it probably wouldn't be bad at all. But, but then we wouldn't know what errors we're making. Nah. That's why I like Battle Scribe because it points out, hey, this, this is, is a not- narrative game. We don't play <laughs> like, you know, points. All right. So the, the things yeah. I do like. So basically things I don't like is pretty much ninety percent money. Right. It's a lot. 
I get it. To a hobby that we already spent a lot of money on. And it's just like, hey, here's your premium tax. It's like, not only did you just buy a new car, but you also have to put premium gas in. So uh, the things that I do like, I love the rock, paper, scissors, but we've already talked about that. Right. The setting is my favorite setting. I have read a good portion of the Horus Heresy books, and it's so much better than the 40K setting, in my opinion. You know, honestly, I haven't read a lot of just straight 40K books other than, But say, we're very much aware of the right, 40K yeah, yeah, setting. Of course. And I have attempted a couple of the 40K books, and it doesn't seem like GW put the same quality requirement on those that they put on Horus Heresy. Like, Horus Heresy, they didn't, well, they went, went in with a plan like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right, okay. And they organized and structured it. 40K is a little bit more by the seat of your pants. The authors have a little bit more freedom, and they just say unreliable narrator to excuse any kind of consistency issues. That's coming from Horus Heresy, which aren't the best written books, and they always start off slow and finish strong. So even with that caveat, this the Dark Imperium book, in my opinion, was terrible. And I go and I looked it up, and there's a lot of reviews that were saying the same thing I was thinking. So it's not just me. No, I, like I, the Dark I've, Imperium is a lot of people feel that it's uh, terribly written for a Warhammer novel. I've seen the complaint before, so I don't I don't think you're uh, out of line by by saying that by any stretch. So. Yeah, so I love the setting more. The uh, facings of the vehicles I think is really cool. Uh, the models are gorgeous. I will give you that. And I really love the granularity of the rules of what I know of so far, which is not a lot. But there's a lot more granularity between the chapters instead of the, all the chapters being the same with two or three. What seems like a handful of rules that may or may not be good. In Plus Horus one Heresy, in Melee. It seems like a significant amount of lo- rules are there for fluff. Whether that makes the army good or bad, in some cases it doesn't make them right. good. Yeah, some but of the, it's still flavorful right, and fun. The original legions, they're a little dated with how they play compared to, say, Thousand Sons, where every unit is a psyker. Um, but it's, it's still very fluffy. And that is the... The end of my notes, but one thing that was recently brought up that I forgot to mention was the Universal Special Rules, which is way better than the not-Universal Special Rules of 40K. You mean where instead of just saying a unit has X, all of the units have the same thing, but it's called something slightly different, but they all have the exact same rule, so you have to know it's X, Y, and Z. Yeah, It's really frustrating when you play, you know, different races or go against somebody and they're like this is my dark diddy dada okay what does that mean oh, it means i get minus one to this as if i'm in cover when i'm not oh you mean that's the same thing as the raven guard who has this rule that's sure. written exactly the same way word for word and they almost do that with the train features like i know raven guard for example all their special rules was oh, well they this conveys light cover or this conveys Heavy cover. Why can't you do that with everything? Just yes. give me a list of 40 rules in the back of the book, and they've got this. And the, we already have the keywords. Just add the keyword. On our COVID vacation, my wife and I, I actually got to play a game. Um, wow. we, we don't get to play often, even though I have the room and the table and can just leave stuff out. Um, the stars have to align for us to be able to sit down and play. I think we've played, we've been in this house a year and a half. This is our third game we've played together. We played Drukari versus Craft World Eldar. Um, I'm obviously the Drukari player, and um, we played a thousand points. She tried a few things out. She she plays Oathway Eldar, which aren't super competitive, as I'm sure you know. I told her going in, I was like, look, this is a very strong army. I just want to try a couple of units and see how they do. And if I remember correctly, about the time the game ended, she started texting and ranting uh, to you, yeah, yes, that's about, correct. About open-topped vehicles and people shooting out of it. 
about how it's not fair that if the vehicle gets shot, the people don't die. In the auto wounding? Yeah, that's amazing. I, I need to go to a tournament so bad while they're good. Um, but you really I, should. I think by the end of turn two, the score was already like 28 to six or something. And had we finished turn three, she wouldn't have had anything left on the table. <laughs> it it was an absolute bloodbath. Um, That's rough. And I, I wish That's I could say... That's not how you get her to play more games with you, my friend. Oh, well, so... Uh, but this triggered my wife, uh, who, who doesn't really look into competitiveness or anything like that. She spent about three hours that night researching how to play Eldar competitively in 9th edition. And she has now come up with a 2,000-point... $2,000 list. Right. It's it's no model she has because she plays fluffy and she plays stuff that she likes. If it looks cool, she buys it. Which is the way to play. It is. Um, but now she wants Unless to spend $700 on, on Eldar models so she can be incredibly competitive. Uh, so I'm like, oh, let's bump the brakes here. Uh, we might get new stuff soon. But uh, so so she came out here and was very proud of herself. We, we put the list in Battlescribe. We went over what everything does and how it's different. Um, and yeah, so she's kind of shifted what she's working on. We, we had a bunch of Eldar stuff here anyway. So she's anything that we had purchased already that was going to be in that new competitive list. She has shifted gears and is now working on that. So she's got a couple of Falcons being painted, got two more units of Wraith Guard, which aren't super competitive, but she wants them. Um, so that, so yeah, she's, she's suddenly super competitive, hyper competitive focused and just wants to beat me, which I, even if she played you know, the nastiest game she could. I don't know that she could touch the Dark Eldar like uh, like she thinks she can. Yeah, no, that's, that's not going to happen. No, but I need to play the Black Legion just to, you know, feel better about it. Well, the, the Black Legion would get decimated unless we use the homebrew rules that give me my extra wound, which allowed me to be competitive last game. Well, and that last game was my first time even piloting Dark Eldar. So no, I, no, we, we, we played it before, didn't we? No, that was that was previous edition, bad, bad rules. Okay, okay it's a very competitive, I wasn't even trying and I just blew up all her stuff first turn. It was incredible, <laughs> but really good until, you know, she started texting you and we took the dog for a walk and she just was spirited the whole way to where the neighbors were looking at us because she was almost yelling at me. <laughs> it's frustrating to play. I can sympathize with her because of my black Legion army. Yes. Um, I don't have, I've never had any of the units that are in the meta because they're usually Forge World. It's usually, I mean, in some cases, $500 or more to upgrade my list to, to be what the competitive is. And, and the competitive list is usually one specific list that's competitive and nothing else in the, right. that I can build would be. I got very lucky when I purchased my massive lot of Dark Eldar. It just happens to be, I had no... Well, uh, well, you're Dark Eldar, my friend. The whole, all of them are good. All the units are good. Yes, but I don't have <laughs> any of the homunculus cults. Not a single unit. And it just so happens witches and cabals are so powerful right now. It, it worked out great. Um, so I have everything I need. But as far as games played, I, I think that's it. So we are back from our break. Let's talk about the Warhammer Day reveals we had just a few days ago. So the Warhammer Day reveals, we uh, had some Warcry, some Warhammer Underworlds, um, some other stuff that's not 40k or 30k that, you know, hit or miss. Let's talk about the 40k reveal. All right. Which I guess at the end of the day is 
Gene Steeler Codex, Custodes Codex, and then this box, the box set, set yep. which really just has two new models. Yeah, so this, uh, I'm assuming that this is one of the new models right here that I'm showing you. Okay, Crazy. so this Custode guy running with a sword, it looks freaking awesome. He looks fantastic. I I would like him, but I don't play Custodes. Now, granted, after listening to Valdor and kind of dipping toes back into the heresy books again, I could play an army, but... Valdor Constantine is, is one of my favorite guys in the stories, and I need to go read the one that's just him. You do. The Warhawk book that I'm currently reading, which I assume our next podcast is going to be about. Probably. It's awesome. Uh, he's he's doing some cool stuff in there. So, this Gene Stealer model that came out. Yes. I love these three-arm Gene Stealer models. Like the Wild West one that came out, the previous release. And this this the almost gunslinger. looks like they copy and pasted it a little bit. Uh, and granted, I don't have the other one pulled up, but I, they look similar enough, I think, to where it's I'm, just... I'm down with it. I'm never, ever going to play a Gene Stealer army. However, these specific models are awesome. You say that, but we could split the box. I would be getting the custodes. Oh, you would yeah, do that to me. I would. I'm sorry. I do custodes, like the Sealers, though. Custodes are freaking awesome. I could I could do some cool colors. I'm Must. probably not going to be buying any boxes until this 30K box comes out. Must resist. So, I say that, but if there's a box of vampires or something, like I'm a sucker for the vampires. Age of Sigmar, I guess the maggot kin are getting a book. Yeah, more more right. Nurgle. It's like their favorite thing in the world. I don't understand why people love zombies so much, but whatever. I mean, everybody's got a, a thing. And, and I think that's what it is. People love zombies, so by giving them Nurgle, you kind of yeah. maybe pull those people that's a, in. That's, a, that's um, a thing. But they've been doing it for years now. I guess it must be working because Guard get one of the first codexes every edition for both games. Undead Cells, man. Dungeon Bowl is a thing. I would love to play Blood Bowl, but it's complicated. And I just don't have time and capacity for a completely different game system right now. My, my issue is I enjoy the idea of playing in the story of 40K, 30K, Age of Sigmar. I don't really enjoy the concept of playing football that's not football. Like, this, I'm a football fan. I'll just go watch a football game. It, it almost looks, I don't want to say like Blackstone Fortress or Warhammer Quest. And again, I haven't played it, but it just looks interesting. I, I, I'd be curious to know a little bit more about it. I kind of tuned out and was driving during this part of the reveal. So, you know, I wasn't really watching the screen when they were talking about it. Warcry set. Looks fantastic. It does. I love the, the terrain, as always. The spider boys and, and ladies, those models are just incredible. But I, I, I we played a game of Warcry. I, I didn't really enjoy set. it. Um, it, it's cool. I love the idea of it. It just wasn't fun for me. I don't like the no armor saves for the game. Um, I was hoping more for, I guess, what the current kill team is. Right. I was hoping for a fantasy-based kill team, not yes. a completely different game with completely different factions. And I don't know, not not my cup of tea. But man, just I'm, and I'm looking at them now. These these spider models or spider guys are just those. They look so cool. They do. They do. So I really like everything about Warcry except for <clears throat> the game. The game rules. And even the train in the the red harvest box looks really cool. I don't. I can't. I can't do it. After that, we've got Warhammer Underworlds Harrow Deep. Which it's just pirates. Looks really neat. Um, the models again, fantastic. Is is it an ogre? I I can't quite tell. He looks. I guess fantastic. it depends on the scale. Right. I I, I, would I can't assume quite not. make it out. But I gotta say the 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 knife monkeys. Oh my gosh. I, I would almost buy the box set for the knife monkey model. Yeah. Yeah. The knife <laughs> monkey model. Just to have cool. it. My wife and loves the, that uh, one too. The goblins look kind of neat. I, I don't know. I don't get the bird, but sure. You know, somebody the probably pirate. You gotta be on the chair or on the shoulder, man. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. And then okay, so so let's let's lead into this horse heresy. Reveal. Okay, 
Okay, the best for last. Yeah, so save the best for last. The biggest reveal in this, the biggest price point, mm-hmm. is the first reveal, the 40K. Right. You could argue that the War Cry one box. is a brand new thing with brand new armies on both sides, so maybe it should have been the one that you come in at the end with. So when I got to the Horse Heresy and they kept, you know, they, they announced it was going to be Horse Heresy. I mean, you decided to play a Horse Heresy game and we thought this is going to be awesome. The new box that's been leaked for months is going to be what's coming out. And so we were getting excited. So very, I'm expecting an excited. actual release. And when it was just this one dude, which is fine, he's a big deal. But when it was just him, I was just sitting there like, like what the crap? So speaking of crap, they were doing the end of the uh, Horror Deep reveals and had a stomach cramp. So I quickly transitioned from my 65-inch TV to my phone to watch knowing Heresy was still coming. Um, I was in the restroom and watching it on my phone. <laughs> as you do. And as as you do, especially when there's a Heresy reveal. It's like, oh man, it's going to be the box set. And they start the video and they first, I, I don't know who's up first in the Primark video. Well, let, me, let me cut in. Mm-hmm. I need everyone listening to understand <laughs> that my biggest obsession with Warhammer currently is vampires. Right. Kurt's biggest obsession with Warhammer since I have met him, it's been a few years now, mm-hmm. has been 30K. Love it. I love so the idea of it. We haven't had a release of 30K for a while. So his excitement level, I can only imagine, was off the charts. You know, I was immediately disappointed that it wasn't the box because, you know, they start showing the Primarchs like, oh, that's right. We're still waiting for one. But I was so excited from the bathroom. I yelled, it's the con. <laughs> <laughs> And and so I hear from the room, it's like, I guess you're watching it on your phone. So, <laughs> um, so I, I was still very excited. And, and I loved the video, the way they showed each of the Primarchs. And it kind of slowly built up to it. And it was like, <gasps> and, and it was him. And I, I wasn't disappointed. He looks fantastic. I love the model. Um, a little sad there's not a bike, but mm, internet says there may be one coming. We'll see. And and the internet also says there's still maybe a box set. So so who knows? Fingers still crossed. About a January release. January announcement. And I or yeah, January announcement. I listened to the Remembrancers Retreat. I believe is what it's called. A 30k podcast uh, last night. I haven't heard of that one. Going to be honest. Uh, I really enjoy. It's three guys are essentially us. So. Huh. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. All right. So all they right. Uh, they discussed the the goings on kind of the of the thirty k stuff, sure. and they were talking about the uh, tweet, the infamous tweet, the tweet about him saying something was coming with the con. Yes. Some other stuff about because we already know what's in the box. The pictures are out there. Like it's not like it's a Photoshop thing. This box exists, so we know that it's coming. And they they really talked about <laughs> talked a lot about that. I have forgotten where I'm going with this. It's okay. It's my fault. Yes, yes. He distracted <laughs> I, me. I, I got so excited watching ja- or looking at the Jagatai Khan video or uh, pictures on the website. I just I couldn't contain myself. So another thing is is I just got into this hobby with Eighth Edition, and when I I came in, all the releases were overwhelming. It was just like every day there was stuff coming out, and COVID has slowed things down. And so when this come out, like since COVID, it's really made me a lot more disappointed in because they've really watered down their releases a lot more than they used to because of supply issues and whatever. I mean, they don't communicate with us. We don't know. We can only assume. Sure. This really, I just wanted more. I wanted there to be like. I a, felt like a, that a, since the Indomitus box or whatever that first big reveal was they did online. Ever since then, I and even the viewer numbers. I mean, they were at like 50,000 people at once on Twitch for that first one. And then it slowly just kind of like. 
I think at one point they peaked at 25,000 this past weekend when they showed all this off. But as soon as it was Jagatai, like the, those numbers just started falling. So because I was I was watching the numbers. It just doesn't seem like one model is enough for your your what do you call it? Your keynote, your prime release, whatever you call it, whatever the word is. I mean, that's all they've been doing, though, with with Forge World and Heresy in general. Like we're getting two models a year, not Primarchs. But when you have um, that box coming out. Mm hmm. I think the only thing I can imagine is they knew it wouldn't be ready for Christmas and they didn't want to dip into their Christmas money. Right. They're like, okay, we don't want people holding out for January to get their 30K stuff. We don't want them to feel like they have to make that choice. We want them to have their fear of missing out for these releases for Christmas. And I get that, but just knowing there might be a box set, I don't think I've bought any Warhammer, maybe maybe a little bit of Warhammer, um, since since this rumored 30K box set, just because I know I'm going to buy like six of them. Um, well, he, he hasn't bought any Warhammer, guys, because he bought this bulk purchase of Jakari that still has 40 unopened boxes sitting over here on a shelf. Technically, they're open, so I could see the sprue. <laughs> but but yeah, I've got a ton of Krakari. I've got a ton of Space Marines still to paint. So. I really want to work on some Mark IV Space Marines that I forgot over here last time. We'll send those home with you tonight. Cool. So as far as other hobby news, um, uh, the Octarius book got previewed a day or two ago. So um, this is the campaign book, right? Well, it's a campaign book, but it also has some DLC rules. Which, as they do. Yes. So that way you have to have 84 books to play your army instead yes. of just two. Um, and this this book, Octarius Book 2, features orcs, orc rules. And there's another faction that I don't quite know. It is the Astra Cartographica. Cartographica? Have they militarized map makers? I don't know. But Cartography it, is It map mentions making. a rogue trader and a voidman at arms. So two models, from what I can tell. I, I don't know what they're going to be. I don't know anything about it. I haven't Googled it yet. Great research we do here. Um, There's warlord traits and stratagems for them, but it's four pages of rules. For... So before we Google this, because I'm going to Google this live. Mm-hmm. Live, not live, because we're recording a not live podcast. But we're going to Google this as we're recording. Before we Google it, Astra Cartographica. Mm-hmm. So what did, what what's your what are you thinking? Uh, in, I mean, I hear Cartographica and I just think like Nvidia. I don't know. Maybe maybe okay, it's so, a PC so, nerd in me. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that we have a pissed off map maker who's out here with map making trader. tools. So I'm just very curious. Them at people. Yeah, and so of course gonna, there's there's 28 pages of campaign rules. Um, there's 10-ish pages of Crusade rules, which, you know, I, I really enjoyed our Crusade campaign that we played. Um, so if, if the Crusade rules are good, I might check it out. I might pick it up. This can't be right. Oh. I'm exactly right. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I exaggerated. So it's, it's like a rogue trader that maps the galaxy or something? Yes. Or? That's what the Astra Cartographica is, an Imperial agency which is dedicated to mapping the, the stars. They're not a war a war faction. So what would a single model and a Voidman at arms... I assume the Voidman at arms is going to be like Many a guard. Many rogue trader characters in mm-hmm. Kill Team and Blackstone Fortress are classified as belonging to the faction known as Astra Cartographica. Okay. Whether this is an alternate or high gothic name for rogue traders or an agency with rogue traders report to... Or an agency which rogue traders report to is unclear. It might be a way to use these models that they previously previously released I mean, to give them rules to be played. Because it says index. It's two pages so of rules, generic. including point values. Yeah. So it's just generic stuff, data sheets to play those Blackstone Fortress models and stuff, I guess. And then it looks like we'll get Codex Supplement, Blood Axes, and then some uh, Speed Freak, Speed Mob rules. Which, I'm not a Nork guy, so I don't know what any of that really means. How would you have a Road Trader have a warlord trait over any army. 
Don't Unless know. it's just an army of cherubs and servitors. Curious to see how it goes. Um, and then, of course, we're, it looks like they're going to update the looted vehicle rules or reprint them, um, which they could be very cool. Um, what's, what's blood axes? I'm not an orc guy. I know a guy we could call. Oh, that's orcs? That's orcs. Okay. Yes. So that's that's just... It's, like it's the, just like the blood or the Raven Guard or Iron Hands or the whatever. The Goths or the... Uh, right, yeah. Snake Bites, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know a lot about them. The Speed Freaks are getting new rules. That's the list that just took the SoCal open. Designed specifically to kill Drakari. Which, I mean, it, it worked. Works. It worked, but I bet they can't do it again. So the only other news topic I've really got is the Army Painter Quick Shades, which at this point I think everybody probably knows about them. Have you seen any videos or how they work? I mean, it, it, it's Army Painter's Contrast. Yes, yes, I have. But the videos I've, I've seen videos and have they been seem to be better. Fantastic. Um, and as you know, I, I actually had pre-ordered the Army Painter Air Range, the big like $359 box set, ended up backing out just because it, it seemed very hit or miss. Colors would have been great, but I, I they've had some coverage issues in the past with the regular line, and I figured for $359 it just wasn't worth the risk. Uh, we'll wait till they come out and get some real reviews and not paid or sponsored YouTube videos and things like that, you know. I watched this one. Uh, but I would too if somebody gave like, me the box. Yeah. <laughs> I watched this one where this guy painted, I want to say it was three or four different videos, and he would take the same model okay. and paint it with, they, they sent him three of the speed paint. Okay. Three. I, I think I watched the same video. And so he he did a set of models where he just painted them on. Sure. And he did it, you know, like one with three different oh, kinds of primer. Sure, sure. Then he did another one where he mixed them with different kind kinds of medium to see what would happen. Right. And I forget what the third one was. But it was pretty cool. I mean, they, they look like. Yeah, really, really it seems nice. promising. I want to see the colors they come up with. How many, you know, does it does it complement the line? Does it, you know, am I going to have to buy all new stuff? I'm very curious. And there's been a lot of videos on uh, how to kind of make your own contrast paint, too. So, you know, do we need to buy a whole new line of paints when I could just really thin down what I've got? And just use the like a wash medium. Bingo. Um, So we'll we'll see. I don't know. I I just thought it was interesting and and maybe worth bringing up because I know we both have quite the paint collection. One of the things that I I like about the speed paints from the three three, uh, comparisons that I've seen uh, compared to contrast is the pigment density in contrast is inconsistent. So you have to like make notes like, oh, this is the brown one. This brown one, I need to dilute two to one uh, because it's got so much more pigment than this brown one, which I don't have to dilute at all. And whereas the speed paints, the guy said that they're very consistent from the three different colors that he had. It's the same pigment density across the board. Huh. Okay. Well, hey, you know, maybe they they figured out the formula. I don't know. That's one of the things that I find frustrating about the contrast paints is that when you watch videos on people painting with the contrast paints, it's like, well, for this color i use this recipe of this ratio of blah 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 because of this and then this paint i use this one they're like like that's not normal like right yeah i I have 40 contrast paints and i have to have a different recipe for each one of them i'm not gonna remember that crap exactly i'm not gonna make a notebook i'll thin things down a little bit but anything more than that like i'm I, I don't care. I'm not that good of a painter. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, so any any other news you want to talk about? Anything that's been going on going on in the hobby? Or I believe that's uh that's it. All right. Um, hobby plans for the next couple of weeks until we record again. What do you What do you got on the table? Well, I'm probably gonna go buy myself a Lord Discordant this weekend. Oh. Um, I'm really wanting to build a list to be competitive and not not competitive for tournaments, but competitive at 
my buddy's house, uh, known I as Kurt. I, I see you and my wife have something very in common here, uh, which means I'm going to have to also step my game up. You guys thought I was just playing. I was trying stuff out. Wait till I, I, I throw the gauntlet down. <laughs> well, my current list is just like Terminators, Chaos Space Marines. I hate fielding cultists because they're useless, but everybody does. But they're cheap. Um, I have not been using my named characters and stuff because we've been playing a sp- uh, crusade armies and stuff like right. that. I kind of want to take the kid gloves off and get back to putting Abaddon on the table. Let's let's. I want to get thousand point list. Gordon. I want to I want to get some dreadnoughts because I love them. The Hellbrute is probably one of my favorite kits. I love that model. I and, hate that I sold you that model. <laughs> and the the dreadnoughts are also really cool, and I love them. And since they're in a list to be competitive, I recently read an article from Warphammer, and he goes through all the different chapters and the different lists that you can make, and they're all the same list. They're almost all the same list. Very identical. Um, and every single one of them has a Lord of Skulls in it. And I don't know if I'm going to go that far and I buy the Lord the of money. Skulls, by but it would be a really cool set piece to have, though. And it would be fun to put on the table and take pictures and be like, this mm-hmm. dude just destroyed by Drakari. Oh, Which is probably not going to happen. The Drakari is probably going to kill him. Because uh-huh. even the most competitive list I can make. I got a strategy for that. Yeah, it's not going <laughs> to work, but it would be fun to play. Okay, and and speaking of cool old Dreadnoughts, I do have some old Metal Chaos Dreadnoughts, uh, you know. I mean, I, I'm, poke, I'm interested. Poke, poke. I'm, I'm interested. Um, okay. You need to show me those here in a second. Yep, momentarily. Anything else you want to work on or talk about? Uh, that's it, man. I'm okay. covered. Uh, I've got a couple of, I acquired some XPS foam sheets, like construction seat sheets, uh, insulation that kind of thing from work uh we we bought some stuff then they shipped them wrapped in that uh so i, I brought them home because they were going to the dumpster so i want to actually try to make some cool terrain um i watched a lot of is it Zorp on youtube I love or Zorpazorp? he he's working on his lord of the rings piece and he did the step-by-step like 35 minute video on how he built this crazy castle and walls using this foam and it's it's really inspired me so i want to just take a day with my hot foam cutter and see what i can break um so that's that's something i want to try in the next Probably, probably maybe this weekend. I don't know. We, we don't have the kids after I'll just give you this sh- uh, sheet of foam I've got in my car. I didn't okay. grab my car today, but I'll bring uh, it over to you. Next time. It's like a two by two. And okay. that way it'll give you sure, one to sure. practice with before well, you get into your big sheets. There's like a eight inch by three in, uh, three foot piece here that I figured I would just tinker okay. with and practice gluing. And I've I want to get a, one of those Coleman torches to use with my foam. I've got a blowtorch over there. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, uh, I was watching a Miniac. Yes. Did you watch him build his? I think I stopped. Ha- I fell asleep on during one of his So videos. he's building a table for his Song of Ice and Fire. Yes. Where he's really in love with that. It bothers me that he's a professional painter and plays with a unprimed army i wasn't gonna call him out on it but uh i'll tag him in the in the post well i love the guy (laughs) and i've learned a lot from him sure and his models that he's painted for that are brilliant Mm -hmm. it just bothers me like i don't care straight plastic that they're not painted right it's just that they're straight plastic you would think he would like prime them and then get the the airbrush part done and just be like okay there's colors on here but you know hey whatever dude i mean he's got his own life you know i'm not gonna judge him too harshly He's, he's, he's busy uh, making YouTube videos so yes, we can enjoy. And I do enjoy them. That table he made is fantastic. All right. I'll check that one out. And the he made it by putting a layer of foam down. Right. And he starts cutting all the foam out, right? And halfway through the video, he's like, oh, yeah, I can just torch it. And he torches I, the pond holes in it. And I it did looks so see much that because he was outside for most of it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I did see that. I don't remember much of it because I think I was dozing off and I fell asleep during the next one. Um, but yes, I, I did check that one out. All right. Um, well, anything else before we uh, wrap this thing up? You made me feel bad about calling out Miniac. I mean, I didn't mean to really like call him out. 
we can cut it. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I love okay, the guy. He okay. can he can he can get onto me for not having any painted armies that are completely painted. So Yes. All right. Well, um, I guess this has been episode one of Webway Radio. Tune in next week, next month. I don't know when we're doing another one, yeah, but we don't have uh, a schedule down yet, but we're we'll, gonna get it figured out. We'll figure that out. It's it's not gonna be too long, hopefully. All right. Thank you everyone and uh, let's do this again next time. <laughs>